What's up everyone, it's an Eric Elliott here from Refocus Nutrition, back with another episode of our podcast. This is actually the very first podcast uh, episode that we are recording, um, bringing it out to all of you guys. Uh, I, I thought like, I'd like to go over um, the, the genesis, if you will, of Refocus Nutrition um, with myself and why... I decided to actually start this podcast and also become a nutrition coach within the industry as well. Um, so I thought I'd use the first episode of the podcast to kind of talk a little bit about who I am, why I want to do what I'm doing, and uh, and hopefully go from there and give you guys um, plenty of good insight over the following episodes with interviews, with just talking about basics to nutrition um, and a lot of frequently asked questions that I get from clients and uh, and other people online or just through my day-to-day life that I think could actually benefit a lot of you guys who might actually be tuning in to listen. So starting off with why I'm doing a podcast. Uh, I think that given today's era, I think we're all very, very busy. I know myself, I listen to podcasts all the time. Um, like I'm constantly driving to and from the gym, the grocery store, wherever it happens to be, walking the dog. Um, and I'm always listening to a podcast. So I think that uh, getting this out there and giving people some 20 to 30 minute episodes, uh, that's what I'm going to try to keep it at um, so that people have something to listen to and hopefully are able to go back to the kitchen and go into their lives with a little bit more education on what they need to do to implement uh, some of the nutritional decisions they need to make. So with that being said, uh, to start off about a little bit of who I am, I'm Eric Elliott. So I am the owner and founder of uh, Refocus Nutrition. Um, I got into the nutrition industry at a relatively uh, young age and in a relatively weird or unique um, path, if you will. I started doing uh, my career going into journalism. So back when I was 18, I thought uh, I played, I was big into hockey, baseball, all these kinds of sports. And I thought the life that I wanted to pursue was that of a sports journalist and doing the the beat reporter, so to speak, um, always working on a beat, following a specific team. Um, my, my dream was one day to follow the Toronto Blue Jays. And I spent a lot of time blogging, um, so just writing over and over and following uh, different things that the Blue Jays were doing over the years um, and trying to, you know, earn earn my stripes, if you will, um, from that way. And I did that basically from when I was 18 years old and through the summers and basically all the way through my university career. Um, one of the reasons I did want to do journalism too is is because I wanted to I wanted to help people I wanted to talk about stories and things that other people weren't talking about um, in a way that would help people better understand uh, who who athletes were why they did what they did um, but not only that like if it wasn't doing sports I was also covering issues that I thought mattered and tried to make the world a better place. So that's why I got into journalism. Um, I spent four years at Carleton University in Ottawa, uh, really working on honing my craft that way, um, learning everything you could about journalism, get taking various internships, um, and basically just being a beat guy um, for four years. 
thinking that I would want to do that. Um, and over that time, I, I, I was also very interested in the human body, but not in a way that I thought that I would be, um, that I am today. I definitely always followed fitness and I've been lifting weights in some shape or form since I've been uh, 16 years old, maybe even younger, but I kind of lost that when I got to university um, and just fell in with the rat race of everything else. I very often was working and studying too many hours um, and just wasn't taking myself as a priority. So the workouts that I would get in were okay, but I didn't know anything about nutrition. And I, I mean, let's be honest, when I'm in university, when anyone's in university or college, you're not exactly um, just drinking water and eating vegetables and meat. Um, you're also taking in a lot of alcohol. And for me, that was a big part of who I was and what I did in my spare time was um, partying and drinking and not knowing anything about what was going in my mouth in terms of food. Um, I definitely struggled with uh, an eating disorder and, and not, not having a comfortable understanding of who I was as a person. Um, that's something I'll definitely talk a lot more about in a future episode, but, um, just being really scared of a lot of foods and what they would do to me and then using, using food oftentimes as the emotion to get through certain days, um, was something that I often relied on more than anything. Um, even going through university, I know I, I often worked out, um, probably five or six times a week. Um, while also playing baseball, but I couldn't out train that bad diet, right? And I did, I had no idea what macronutrients were. I knew what protein was and I knew that carbs were bad and fat was good. And I was doing a lot of this ketogenic lifestyle stuff, but I had no idea how to fuel my body for performance. So fast forward a little bit, um, into my fourth year, uh, I had gone from 160 pounds when I entered university to up to 213 pounds. Um, I remember stepping on the scale in, in mid-April after I just after I had finished my last exam and moved home. And yeah, I was looking down at the scale with a number that said 213 pounds and I couldn't believe what had happened. Um, I, I couldn't believe how I got there uh, to put on that much weight with the activity that I was doing. Uh, I remember playing hockey in, in, in a although I wasn't an NHL player by any means, losing a step on on people that I thought I was fitter than um, and just not being able to keep up anymore was kind of mind-boggling to me. Um, not only that, there was, a, there was a time when I was in, uh, I was dating a girl in second year and, and maybe even third year um, and she made a comment about the stretch marks on my chest from like just being growing so much bigger and and having put on too much weight over the years um that kind of got to me all the time but I never really made a change and mostly that was because I I you know I, I rotated from going from Ottawa and spending a few months there and then I would go back home and return to that partying lifestyle of mine um that I never was able to get free from um and and to find out who I really was doing that so post-graduation, I ended up taking a job as a reporter in the small town of Invermere, British Columbia. Uh, so for the first time ever, I hopped on a plane and flew west. I had never been west of Walkerton before. Um, so it was an interesting time for me. 
setting up a lifestyle, a career, um, basically starting completely fresh and really trying to figure out how it was that I was going to get back on track. Um, after first moving there, I didn't, I didn't move there with a lot of money. I was a, I was a broke university student. I had nothing left when it comes to savings. Uh, I used every, every point I could to like find a place to live. And then also I used basically every ounce of credit I had left uh, to lease a car, which may be one of the most financially awful decisions I've made to this point. Um, but I had to do what I had to do to get into that career and to really start it off because I knew I didn't want to go back to my hometown and, and just spend another summer of being kind of complacent about where I was going. As I did that, uh, I spent a lot of time figuring out what I was doing um, and who I was when I was spending so much time in the mountains. I'd often go on hikes and trying to figure out what was important to me. Um, and, and I did enjoy the journalism uh, throughout the months that I did there. I mean, like I, the stories that I was writing I thought mattered. I thought I was making a difference to the people around me. Um, but more and more, I started to learn a little bit about human nutrition, physiology, um, how to build muscle, how to look better. I remember I started, I took my first photo um, on May 1st when I, when I landed there and I was just working at my uh, condo gym and using free weights up to about 50 pounds and, and I really didn't know what I was doing at that time um, and was still doing more of a ketogenic lifestyle. And I fought that way for about two months uh, I remember I, I just I couldn't figure out what it was that would make the scale move. I had I had heard of obviously at the point of eating less and moving more and thought that okay I just need to cut calories. So I had been cutting calories in my last couple of months of university and that point uh, and I was down to about sixteen hundred calories but couldn't see the scale move. Uh, the occasional time I would see it move down to two hundred nine pounds maybe. But then it'd go right back up to 213. Uh, I got as high as 214, and I just couldn't figure out what was going wrong. Um, certainly wasn't like obese by any means, but I mean, it was very, very difficult emotionally and mentally to get through that and not understand what was going on. Um, until the point where I had gone away for a weekend and was just terrified of carbohydrates. But I mean, I went to Spokane to cover the uh, Toronto Blue Jays farm team. And at that point, like I was just so upset with myself. I did the things that I would normally do. I knew what I weighed going into the weekend and I did the thing that I normally do. And I completely binge ate on things that were just carbohydrates. Like just like, I think I had like yogurt and granola was my go-to at the time. And like, I remember having like three, three containers of, of yogurt and granola one day and just eating like crap and hot dogs and all this crap. Um, and getting back to Invermere the following week and I weighed myself and I was like, okay, like I, I expect it's going to be much higher, but it is what it is. And it wasn't. It was actually a little bit lower. I mean, it was about the same or a little bit lower. And I was kind of surprised. I mean, I, I was very fascinated with what my body did um, and that carbohydrates didn't kill me. Uh, so slowly I started reading a little bit more and researching a little bit more about what nutrition was, what carbs were, were they bad? Were they going to kill me? Were they going to make me fat? All these myths that I had grew up believing. 
And I started to introduce them a little bit into my training while also starting to work on some powerlifting. Um, I remember picking up barbells at that point and doing deadlifts. And I was in the mid 300 pounds. So it wasn't, I always had some raw strength there for sure. Um, but I remember picking up the barbell and it was, yeah, it was 300 and 315, so three plates was what I thought was fairly heavy. Uh, I could I could do a little bit more than that, but it was it was still new to me. Um, so I gradually started adding carbohydrates in, into my diet and, and really having a more balanced diet. So with higher proteins and lower fats and moderate carbohydrates and really implementing it by, by building up my macros and also beginning to reverse diet. So slowly adding more calories in I started to notice that my body started to f- perform much better. My PRs, so my personal records on all of my lists, drastically had increased. Not only that, my body fat had gone completely down. Um, my abdominals were now visible, uh, although not great. Like, but I, I, I could see them. And then I noticed that the weight started to fall off faster and faster. Slowly, uh, I added 50 calories, maybe 100 calories every week to the point where my metabolism was now burning at a much faster rate. And I was also burning more and more fat all the time to the point where by mid, mid-August, mid-July, late, mid, late July maybe, um, I was down to about 190, 187 pounds, somewhere in there. And I've kind of stayed there throughout. So that for me... Um, was a very big learning point where I learned that, you know, carbohydrates wouldn't kill me. Um, and I learned a lot about nutrition and macros and measuring, um, and also about like my, my eating history and what, why I had certain stories behind food that I was uncomfortable with and that challenged me, uh, to the point where I was scared walking through the supermarket and not knowing what certain foods would do to me. And what a weekend out with friends might do to me. Um, all of those things became intoxicating to the point where I needed to kind of check myself and see where I was going. Um, so at that point, I really, really analyzed things and also was still doing powerlifting, but came across CrossFit. And I had known about CrossFit before. Um, I definitely followed it just in the the games aspect of it um not only that i knew of other boxes but it's just it costs a lot of money and as a student and a and a kid who didn't come from a lot of money i spent all of my money on tuition and booze and i'm sure i could have prioritized it as a child or a teenager um or even a young adult to fit that into my lifestyle i just cared far more about alcohol and partying and being someone I wasn't rather than trying to fit CrossFit in. And that's something that I try to talk to a lot of people about, um, even today when it comes to nutrition coaching or just, yeah, getting into a box at your local, in your local town, trying to find a way to get in, um, the things that matter to you with money. So like that, I was definitely at that point in my life as well. So in about, Early or late, I guess, uh, late 2016, I was asked by the uh, the company I was working for, the newspaper I was working for, to write an article about CrossFit. So what I did for one whole week was I tried out CrossFit at the local box that I was at. Uh, I jumped right in. Um, I loved it. 
the class environment was something I really, really fell in love with um, immediately. I love the high fives, the camaraderie, the community that you get from CrossFit. Um, and the results, I mean, like, I loved, I loved going into a workout and going as hard as I humanly could and then testing myself against my peers around me. There's really something to be said about the competitive aspect of CrossFit that you don't get in anything else, right? Like, there's no, there's no competitive environment in Orange Theory, in F45, in Zumba, um, I mean, like there's, there's minor things that you get there, but it's just not the same as CrossFit that's, you know, we're always measuring things. Um, so that really spoke to me. I loved it. Um, so after that, I kind of stuck with CrossFit until the time when I left, uh, I left BC and pursued another career, uh, placement in New Brunswick. So St. John, I drove all the way across the country thinking I would want to do that. And while I did that, again, I kind of let my my former self take over. I became extremely depressed. I didn't work out the way I wanted to. I didn't treat my body as a priority. Again, it took a back seat and working, you know, 50, 55 hours a week took over my life. Um, and I wasn't happy. And for years, I struggled with a lot of mental, mental health issues um, where I cycled on being happy and fulfilled to depressed and uh, not knowing what was next. And it was only after going to see a therapist there where she asked me the simple question of what I would do if money was no object um, and I just wanted to be happy. And for me, the simplest answer was that I wanted to own a gym or do something in the fitness industry that would fulfill that goal that dream that purpose um and I, she she flat out she told me to quit and I, I wish I remembered her name and who she was um because I low I owe everything that I am today to her her message of telling me to quit and at that point I I, I quit my job I moved back home trying to figure out what was next and eventually got into CrossFit coaching and once I started to CrossFit coach I I knew I liked the environment. I knew I liked doing something within that. But even working on human movement as much as I did enjoy it, it wasn't it wasn't my niche. I knew I loved the industry, but I didn't think that coaching CrossFit and coaching human movement was something that I craved every day. Now don't get me wrong, I still enjoy coaching CrossFit. It is probably if it's not my first love, it's my second love. Um, as far as my purpose in life, I feel like coaching CrossFit is something that gets me energized. I wake up going to it every day. But when it came to what I thought my purpose was, I feel like my my learning, my education and nutrition is something that I'm I'm owing to pay it forward. I learned a lot about food and nutrition um, personally so that I could pass it forward to all of you, to anyone who's willing to read, listen um, to what I have to say. Because if I don't teach them, they might never know. Um, so if, I, if you guys don't hear from me and you don't hear about all of, the, all of the knowledge and the experiences that I've passed along to you, maybe you never hear about it from, from anyone. And maybe 
maybe you don't know what it, what it, you should be eating, how much you should be eating, things that you should avoid for yourself, how to eat for your performance, how to find the best looking version of yourself. And if I, if I don't get into that industry, you might never find that. So that's for me why I came into this. And immediately following and joining in with the nutrition industry is something that spoke to me right away. Um, I knew a little bit about nutrition coaching prior, um, but really I just, I kind of dove into and, and fell in love with a message that Jason Phillips um, was promoting over the years with nutrition. Um, I had found him on a Barbell Shrug podcast, as I said, listening to podcasts, and I really, really was interested in the message he spoke um, about feeling good, performing good, and kind of having the best body that you could possibly have with CrossFit, with all of these different things. So the opportunity came for me to connect with Jason over the years, um, and I, I sent him a message. We got on a call. We talked a lot about you know taking his course at the Nutritional Coaching Institute um, and getting basically into it, and we talked a lot, like, at some point, though, I, I realized that I just had to jump in and do it. Um, Jason was someone that I, when he spoke, I listened. Um, if he, to this day, if he produces any content, if he looks at, if he pr- produces an Instagram image, an Instagram story, Instagram live, whatever it happens to be, I will watch or listen to it. He's just someone that, um, he has me. Like, he has me captivated. If you listen to him speak, he's a very captivating speaker. He's someone I try to emulate in terms of doing no bullshit, telling the truth about what's really going on within the nutrition industry. So that's someone I've tried to mold myself around as I've gotten into the industry and building my own business. Um, and that's that's really why I got into it. Um, after taking his course, I knew I was going to build my own business. I, I, I didn't know how we were going to get there, but I knew that it was important to build my own clientele and to help people in the way that I've been helped with education through Jason and other resources so that I could pay it forward so that we no longer have this dieting aspect of our lives so that we're no longer afraid of food so that we can actually figure out what we want with our lifestyle and what we want with our bodies and we're actually able to get that and bring it to fruition. Um, a lot of people you know, think that they've got broken metabolisms or that maybe their genetics won't give them abdominals. And you know what? Those two things right there may be true, but it doesn't have to always be that way. There is a best-looking version of you, um, that's, you that's able to be uncovered. We just have to, you know, we have to really educate you on what that looks like, why you want that more importantly, and what it means to you so that we can actually work towards getting there. Um, too many people are are putting up excuses and not giving themselves a priority to go after what they really want. So if this podcast is in any way helpful to anyone who's out there looking to improve their lifestyle, improve their nutrition, um, improve their aesthetics and the way they look and they feel, I hope I'm actually able to accomplish that. And I hope that what the message that I'm trying to pass along is in some way going to be transformative so that either you know you get help with what you need to on your nutrition and you know you hire someone like myself or or even Jason in the industry um and get the help you need and the coaching you need to get what you're after because believe me 
I've been there. I've been the to the point where I thought there was no chance in in hell that I would ever be able to do anything. You know, my my parents were overweight. I'm gonna be overweight. That's that's just the story that I I have to I have to just go along with. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can do it too. And with with any help and education that I can provide, I hope you get there. So. That's it for me today, guys. That is the pilot episode. That is my background, my history, why I got in here. If there's ever anything you think that I am leaving out or want to talk about along the way, please leave me a DM, a email, anything that you can um, so that we can connect. We can talk about you know what's going on in your lifestyle so that, can, again, we can find the best version of you, whether that's aesthetically mentally, lifestyle-wise, or nutrition. Whatever we can do together, guys, that's what we're after. Thanks, and have a great day.